Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Fighting Words. Donovan here, and I am joined by Greg Sharp. How you doing, Greg? Doing pretty good. Um, I was thinking about you earlier. You are, you were here when I first came to Imago Christi. Yeah. Um, I'm a BD. Before Donovan. Before Donovan. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And... Um, you were part of the original team that came out of Calvary Church and joined Richard Marceau and then yep. some other people. But About, yeah, three months after it started, I started yeah coming with the group, yeah, okay. with the Crane Brinks and the Schatzers and different people. Yeah, that were doing it with Richard and Ben and yeah. Is there anyone else who's you're the only BD, I believe? It's it. I think I am the only since Carla. I don't think it, it is not coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? She was a lot. Well, Denona. Was she around before that? I can't. I think I don't know. Denona we'll have to check might with her. have been. I think Denona still might be BD. Okay. Okay. So basically, uh, this is all your fault. It is. You did this. Yeah, because I like. I was part of the team that interviewed you, so yeah, I guess it is. That's right. It's <laughs> <That's> good, man. <laughs> it's been a good, good uh, eleven years now. Is it eleven something. years? I came in two thousand nine, so yeah, this year was eleven years. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, I remember us showing up and meeting you, and moving in, moving you into that house, and your kids were all like this high, tiny babies. And some of them didn't exist, and yeah, that's right. Because Zissa was born here; she's yes. a Iowan. Um, yeah, so it's good, man. It's been good to watch you walk with God for several years, and yeah, I mean, what I mean, you have a long story, and we can get into all kinds of stuff, but um, we're gonna we're gonna zero in a little bit on that uh, that narrative. I mean, the reason I wanted to bring you on today is because you're my, one of my favorite social justice warriors. So that, that's a huge surprise yeah. for you to classify me as a social justice warrior. Can I tell you why? Well, you know why. But let me let me lay this out. Yeah. So, yeah, because yeah, that's before you had mentioned that to me. I had never, no, I never crossed through my mind that to categorize this by social justice. Sure. Now here's the deal. That's a loaded term. That means a lot of things. Uh, number one, if it means um, you know, some kind of left-wing approach to politics and systems, certainly not. Um, or even if it means some kind of right-wing approach to how a, social, a society should be run, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it more in just the, uh, and this is where people think it would be better to just use the term biblical justice, and that's fine. This idea of seeking justice in the Bible that, um, you know, this key recurring theme is that God's people are a light to the nations and one of those the ways that light shines forth is general good works but more specifically um good works toward the vulnerable Mm -hmm. right so there's certain people because of the way you know their demographic or life 
situation yep. puts them in a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're not privileged. Right. They're not of the privileged class. So we can admit that there are privileged classes um, that have more more likely to have resources and um, right. social mobility and power and that kind of thing. Anyway, one of those groups is the widows. So these are, um, you know, groups that are mentioned. I'm, I'm going to find a couple of texts here that are mentioned in the Bible um, where... You know, it mentions widows, it mentions mm-hmm. orphans, it mentions sojourners as particular groups that are um, vulnerable. So like James 1, mm-hmm. religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows <laughs> in their affliction. Yeah. Why? Well, well, why do you think that is? Why does he, I mean, that's a really high, so one, he's saying that widows have affliction. So, obviously, they're they've lost a husband. Particularly, you're just talking about women, mm-hmm. and and you know, there's a social context in the sense, especially then, especially that, then, that, very then, right? You know, yeah. It couldn't work. A lot of them, right? You weren't allowed to work, have and, earning power, you know. and your husband's gone. Like, man, how do you live? Find another husband or something? Yeah, yeah like Ruth, right? Oh, you can go and somebody will let you walk behind and pick up the the scraps right that's right (laughs) you have to have somebody give you permission to do that right yeah so obviously yeah yeah, they're yeah they have an affliction and then he says it's such a honorable thing is that it's he calls it religion that is pure and undefiled Hmm. well because uh, i it's just a picture of the gospel okay right because you're helping people that can't help themselves and that's just the gospel okay God oh. came to help us because we can't help ourselves. That's good. I mean, that's all. Yeah, I that's mean, it's it. just that's how I see it. It's just another shadow of the God. It's just you see it another pers- from another grid. Yeah, oh, that's the gospel through this grid. Yeah, help these people that can't help themselves because I, God, you know, have done likewise. Have to done you. likewise to you. Yeah, it's not our natural way. Our natural way is to no, seek our natural way is transaction. Not. You know, some kind of like, hey, I'll help mm-hmm. them. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Right. But here's someone who can't scratch your back. And so there's the purity there is in that, oh, there's, there's nothing you're going to get out of this. I mean, there is in the sense there that is. it's, it's oh, oh, let's go. Okay. I mean, there is. There is. Let me read just a couple <laughs> more verses. Because you get somebody else with some power kind of scratching your back. But not in a transactional oh. way. All right, all right. Uh, Okay, just a couple more verses just to yeah, sure. context for people. Uh, Isaiah one seventeen: Learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. So there's this, you know, repeating, recurring idea that there's going to be groups of people um, that are just going to be vulnerable, and included in that is sojourners, immigrants, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but particularly, you know, obviously we brought, or maybe it's not obvious to everyone. So let's make it obvious, Greg. Um, yeah, what's your ministry been for the past? Season, season, and maybe well, you could tell us how okay. long that season has been. And... Well, I, uh, it's hard to and hard to get, keep track of time in, in my mind. But um, in 2012, my mom, um, my dad died in 2004, um, and then uh, in 2012, my mom started coming out and staying like the winters like from september october to march april with me because she had a hard time getting around with her car and and things like that 
So it started out like that. She'd come out and stay the winter, and she could stay here, and, I, and she wouldn't have to get out in the snow. And she lived in Ohio. How old is she now? She's 89 right now. So then she would have been 79, something like that. It was about 10 years ago or a little less. Yeah. About 80. She'd been about 80, yeah. yeah. She, but she could still drive. Uh, she could still go to appointments, and, and, and she could c- cook her food and do that. And so, but... It just started getting harder for her to go out in the winter, right? And it, you know, in the cold and to drive a car and your vision and things like that. So um, that went on till around four or five years ago. Then it was clear that she couldn't go back. She couldn't take care of herself. And it was a good thing um, that she realized that as well. It wasn't like a a very it wasn't like a struggle to convince her and wasn't an you know i'm not you know fight you know i'm not going to stay here i can i can do it she was very understood that she'd reached the point that she couldn't take care of herself and so she stayed here uh there was less at that point i mean um I had to get a person who could come in a couple times a week to to help her with laundry and just to watch and, and make sure everything was going okay while I was at work. And that has uh, changed in the last few years to it's um, she needs full 24/7 care. Um, so I have caregivers that come in uh, while I work. Um, before the year of COVID, I mean, they would be here and I'd be at my job uh, this year. It's obviously been different. I, I sit in the basement and they come and they take care of her and I do my work and do my Zooming and my meetings and all the work I do. And so, and then uh, in the evenings, I take care of her. On the weekends, I take care of her. Yeah. Um, now that's... A choice, yes, right. Because you could a do choice. something else. What could? What I else could. could you do? Um, yeah, I could get her a. Um, yeah, she has Medicare, Medicaid. I could get her a Medicaid bed at a nursing home. Okay, and they would just take her money, and they, it's they'd redistribute that wealth. Yeah, yeah. The government would take back the money that they distribute to her. That's right. Because well, that's that re-redistribution. Yeah, re-redistribution. They take it back, yeah. and because I mean, she basically—that's all her income is: her social security, the pension from my dad, um, and uh, now we've gotten a VA benefit in the last year, which has been really helpful because. I think we're pretty much breaking even on the cost now. Oh, that's uh, good. So why why didn't you go that route? Um, well, that's a longer story. Um, I think there, there's a, several reasons. Um, one, the most important is I knew what God was telling me to do. Uh, that was one, but I know I think there's reasons behind why he was telling me that too. I mean, the culture of my family had been um, that they took care of um, the the older folks. Um, my mom, um, she had taken care of somebody since 
about 1980-ish until 2004 when my dad died. She had taken care of somebody. First, it started out with my dad's mom. She lived with us when I was in for a little while while I was in, still in high school in the house and they took care of her till they couldn't take care of her anymore and then they had the family had to put her into a nursing home but my dad's sister worked at the nursing home so it was a better situation but I mean at some point you just can't take care of somebody at, at times um, and then my mom's mom um, she came and lived with us. Then when my dad retired, um, they went down and went back into Kentucky. That's where all my people are from, from Kentucky, Appalachia. Um, Have and, you seen Hillbilly Elegy? No, I haven't seen it yet. You should check it out. Oh, actually, the book is better, but oh, okay. um, it's a decent movie. Yeah. Go ahead. So... Um, so they went back, they went down there and they lived in her house and they um, basically lived there and took care of her until they decided that they were going to go to Florida and they took my, took her to Florida with them and she lived in Florida and then it eventually got to where my, they couldn't take care of her either. Uh, my mom would have caregivers to come in and help, but it got to the point that she need you know, you just... You know, sure. You have, you have to have. You, there's limits of what you can do without, you know, proper facilities and, and people and things. So, um, and then she went into a, a nursing home up in, in Williamsburg, Kentucky, where all my family are, and uh, and that's where she died. Um, and then, um, then my dad started getting Alzheimer's, and. Uh, she basically took care of him until he died in 2004. Yeah, so you've brought this up before, and you're saying now this greatly influenced this decision. Well, yeah, it did, because, I mean, that's the culture of my family. And I, when I was trying to decide what to do, to do I knew that, right? I mean, we all know what our family kind of, you mm -hmm. know, we bring, that family experience brings something to us, right? And there's sometimes good expectations and sometimes really bad expectations right come from your family environment um and it was there i mean and i know that she wanted to be cared for and i knew my dad would want me to care for her i knew that in my heart mm. that's that's what he would have wanted yeah um you know, because I've been to the nursing homes and, well, I mean, back when my other grandmas were in there and stuff. And I don't have a very positive. Why? Uh, this one thing that always sticks with the smell. Hmm. The, the urine smell. Um, the hollow, soulless eyes looking at you as you walk down those hallways with people sitting in wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you didn't have a uh, because a naive, they've been they've view. been yeah. forgotten and they know they've been forgotten. Hmm. I mean that's what you see. I mean some of them don't, right? Some of them. I mean, but there's a lot of people I remember as a you know young person going there and seeing these people that you know they would want to talk and they'd want to come, you know. Well, there's a reason there's ministry in nursing homes. That's right. 
right? There's, There's, yes. Yeah, people, uh, because people need it really badly. Yeah. yeah. And it, so, I mean, so those were things. Um, you know, and I know she didn't want to go. I, I, I knew she wouldn't want to go there. And... But you had power. Uh, I had. I could. Yes, I could have. Um, my brother, I mean, but God had, here's what I, God had moved my life to where there was no reason for me to say no other than disobedience to mm. him. Mm. Because I knew that's what he wanted me to do. Because your kids are grown. My kids were grown. I didn't have a wife that I had to, that there's that tension right, right. and dynamic, right? I didn't have to deal with that because that's a, I, that's, it's not a, not a picnic. And I didn't, so I didn't have to, you know, we didn't have to work that out because it might not have worked out like that, right? right? And so that, it doesn't always work out the way I'm doing it. Um, there's lots of, like you say, <laughs> things are complex. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he had, and he just made it clear to me that that was my call. That whatever, for whatever reason, all these things have happened in my life in the last, you know, since 2004, had brought me to this place in time, right? You know, that it's this is your time. This is what you're supposed to do. And it was really clear to me. I mean, I, I read the verse. I was reading different verses. You know, the honor your father and mother, and that's the only commandment with a promise. And what does that mean? What does that mean for everybody? And I'm not here saying that what I'm doing is what everybody has to do. Um, no way I'm, I'm saying that. Um but the Bible says we have to honor them and we have to care for them. What that means, I think, for people is different. But what God made it clear to me what it meant for me. Right. And so that's all I can and say I do, is I know what it meant for me because I think what sealed it was John chapter 19. Okay. Jesus was on the cross, as you say, the mm. pinnacle of history, <laughs> the hardest work that was ever ever been done and ever being done in the most horrific moment for him what did he do in the middle of it he stopped to make sure his mom was going to be cared for yeah that's good yeah. and so that it's like <laughs> I had nowhere to run, <laughs> but to him and say, "Okay, I'll do it." This is not my gift. This is a my so gift is ahead, service, ahead. right? I mean, and when I look at the gifts, my biggest one of service is that one sticks out. That's what I'm best at trying to help. And so this is kind of helping, but this kind of helping means a bunch of other. Part, another other parts of those gifts, compassion, uh, not normally me, um, patience. Yeah, well, those are fruits of the spirit, but there's a lot of things that this takes that I don't got, and so that's what God's sure. showing me. There's people that have that temperament and enter into 
those spaces, like people that yes. elect to be nurses yes. and uh-huh. stuff like this. Not who you're a military guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> for goodness sake. An, an engineer. engineer. Yeah. 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 Not, not at all. And a Republican. Yeah. Those, that's yeah. heartless. Yeah, yeah, I'm heartless, man. I'm, yeah, I actually I, think this this is part. So one of my encouragements to the church is to is to get past the uh, the online or caricature experiences with people and get to know them um, beyond those issues and uh, you know the hot take issues of the day and just get to know people's stories. Like here's part of Greg's story. This is this is who he is. There's more to it. And he has kids and a wife and certainly a career. But man, right now this is a uh, this is where you are, where God has you, and you say it's not a picnic. Like, how has your life been impacted? Um, well, I mean, I'm tied down. Um, you know, um, you know, she can't be left alone. Um, so, unless I have a caregiver, like I do, you know, right now, I have to be there. And the COVID stuff, I mean, I've got to, I mean, I would do a lot more, but I'd be more out, you know, I'd, I'd be at church, I'd be participating in the small group more. Um, got to do some this summer when we were outside, but I, I have to be cautious for her because you know, I'm, not, I'm not concerned really about getting it. Um, She's in that ultra vulnerable. Yeah, she has Alzheimer's. She has congestive heart failure. I mean, she's eighty plus. She's eighty nine and going on and be ninety next year. So I have to do it for her. So, um, and so yeah, I mean, I'm you know, it's that's it. I watch a lot of Hallmark movies. Why Hallmark? Yeah, she likes watching oh, Hallmark. She, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, see, that's the highest cost. <laughs> Having to watch that crap. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, and just, you know, um, that's probably the hard, harder part. The picnic part of the picnic of it not being picnic is just watching her slip away. Yeah. It's time she doesn't recognize you. And... Uh, no, she hasn't really got that. But, I mean, just knowing she doesn't, she can't take care of, she can't do yeah. things. Yeah. You know, and you, she doesn't know to take her medicine. And you have to tell her like 10 times to take her medicine when you're just sitting there. To, and then you tell her, hey, eat your chicken. And she doesn't know what her chicken is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's not, she, you know, she's my mom, but she's not the mom in, in my head, right? Yeah. That I remember. So, yeah, you know. So, you, I mean, this is your second time going through this with your dad having Alzheimer's? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with my dad having it, that was, he was a lot worse than she is right now when he died. I mean, he had, you know, he was to the point where, you know, he really didn't a lot of times know what was going on. And he just kind of looked and, you know, you knew he didn't know what was happening or who was there or whatever. Yeah. 
But, you know, I think I've shared that with you before. But the last time I saw him alive, um, he did know who I was. I took him in and put him to bed, and we prayed together. Wow. And he told me he loved me, and <clears throat> oh, man. that's the last time I ever saw him alive. That's a mercy. It is. So, I mean, that's why I'm doing it, because God made it clear to me that's what I should do through those one of my uh it's those things here's another verse that I <clears throat> is relevant to the situation this is uh first Timothy 5 instructions for the church um, honor widows who are truly widows so there's this responsibility it looks like not just for the individuals but for the church as a whole you know these I'm picturing their situation here well by truly widow he means he means someone who's completely alone. Like they don't have a Greg, even. You know, yeah. not, not that your mom's not a widow. She is. Right. But let me read on, and you'll see what, he, what the point he's making here. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. Um, so... To show godliness. That's the... I remember preaching through Timothy, and that, that really stood out to me, is that just means show them God. Right. So you're entering that space, and you already related it to the gospel. Like, yeah. what is God like to us? Yeah. Okay. He helps the helpless. Yes. He's father to the fatherless, husband to the widow. Like, yes. okay, show her that. Yes. And, um, and... But also, one thing that's become clear is that God's showing you that. Yes. Right? God it's not showed, like you got it all and then you entered that space. No. Like it's a space of learning. And that's where, yeah, it's like where he you know, said you, you don't get scratched. No, they can't scratch your back. Well, I mean, the positive is what he's teaching me about him and about myself and trying to shake me like, uh, like, on, like on an anvil. That's how I, I mean, I read the Max Lucado book, you know, it was, it's, it's probably early 2000, I think it was on the anvil. And that's what, when the hardness of it is, that's what it feel. you know, that I'm being shaped of where I really kind of fall short. Because, like I said, these aren't the things I'm strong at. A lot of these things aren't the things I'm strong at. And, uh, and I... <laughs> Are there any? I mess up and I get frustrated or short, and um, but there's just times when he sh he shows me he shows me that he's just he gives me that life flash of the gospel when I'm taking care of her and you know the bad you can imagine right the situations right there's been a sure an accident and you've got to clean up. And and she's there helpless. And she looks at you and says, I love you so much. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, when it's, that's when it is a picnic. That's when, you, you know, God flashes that this is reality. This is your reality. You're helpless. 
unless I reach down to you, you have, you know, you were doomed. You were without someone to care for you. So, I mean, that's, those are the tiny times. It happens all a lot. I mean, it happens a lot more now um, when those things happen. But just, I mean, I talk, you know, when I, I say what haunts me in my mind about the time, what I've, you know, experienced as a young kid going to, um, you know, nursing homes or whatever, you know, I know I don't see that in my mom. My mom is happy. She laughs. Um, what else could you want, you know, in the end days to know you're loved? Wow. You know, I tell people often, man, they're like, but yeah, and it's, it's easier. I mean, I can, I know that it's, it's easy. I know it's easier because my, you know, I had a really good childhood with my parents. I don't have that. Sure. Barrier. Some people can't wait to put them away, right? Yeah, right. I don't have that barrier to have to deal with, right? As a Christian, it's like, oh, my gosh, they were horrible to me. God wants me to take. I don't have to. I, that's the barrier I don't have to deal with. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm blessed in that way. Sorry. Um uh, but that may be all. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, so it gets back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about you're not saying this is what everyone has to do necessarily, but it's, um, but I, what I would say everyone has to do is really, really wrestle with God, yes. with the truth, with your fears, with your pride, with uh, your, your, selfishness. your selfishness, like really wrestle. Yeah. And then, and to. then, who knows where God will lead? But it's it's easy to go around all that stuff and justify a, a different decision too quickly, without yes. dealing with reality. Well, yeah, I mean that's what you know. What everyone, I agree with you. What everybody should do is, yeah, you have to do, you have to know what God's telling you to do, and that's what you need to do, because in the end, that's that's the best place to be is in His will. I mean, because he's there, you know, he's there and he blesses and all this heartache and stuff, those times when she smiles and when she, you know, that, you know, you just know, and God's telling you that this is right, you know, keep it up, you know, because a lot there's times I want to get off, right? You talk about wanting to get off your cross. There's lots of times I want to get off. It's like, I can't do this. But God's always faithful. He always brings something to to turn, you know, to show me uh, about Him and about it and uh, about me and what I need to do. Um, um, and my dependence on him uh, um, that's what uh, really another huge is like I don't have the strength I don't have any of this right um, and those were that's what he shows me you know 
you know, I bring nothing to the relationship. I can do nothing for myself. I'm totally dependent. Those are the things he showed me through her, and that that's my relationship with him. But he blesses me. Um, he's blessed me by making him me his child. Yeah. And, you know, and it's my time. He put me here for this time for as long as I can do it. And, you know, he's showing me what love is. I think, you know, I'm like 57 years old, and I think I've learned what love is and how to love more in the last eight years than I did the first 50. That's interesting because you've you've been married. You have children. Like, what is it? Well, maybe it's the things you've been saying. It's the uniqueness of this. It's it's harder. It's you it's know, hard. kids are hard, but you yeah. know, yeah. they're they generally if they're generally healthy and it's not you know, toxic. Yeah, but you know, it, like, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm not married anymore. Right. I think I've learned a lot about how to how to love that. I probably didn't do it very well at that I've learned yeah and that that experience taught me too about you know where I, I was faulty and that you know I, I I need to show love the right way and this is I mean I think God's given me a, a, another chance to do it in a different way I don't know that's, yeah. uh, so it's kind of weird or <laughs> no that's right and I'm always humbled when I talk to you man because and I've told you this before like in um, and I know you don't want accolades and I'm, I guess not necessarily doing that but I'm just I think it's good to encourage people and what they're doing and how God's using them there's nothing wrong with that um these are the you won't get invited to a conference to speak at a conference i may i may (laughs) um but this is it man like i said like i i'm just a talker you know i and you know i have my own life and call but this is the kind of thing that's very persistent and difficult and, and it's years you know like and um that's it's just it's it's humbling and you need constant prayer and yes, encouragement. I like I know there's people there I know there are people in the church that regularly pray for me and if through this there's more people that will pray for me. Great. Uh, yeah. please. Talk about holding the ropes. Please, yes. I, I mean I think about that all the time, especially in those down times. I think about the people that are holding my ropes. And I need more. I need <laughs> the better, more ropes, the better for me. Because I'm, I'm a weak person. I'm not that strong. Um, and I need, I need people. I mean, I, and that's the, you know, the, 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 the frustration. I was like, you know, oh, I wish, I wish I felt like people, you know, cared about what I was doing. You know, I get that. I have my, get my pity party going on, right? <laughs> And that's what God, I mean, God's trying to tell me and show me how I just need, I need to rely on him more and not think I need people all the time. You know, um, 
It's tricky, right? Because you know, you see the blessing of community and that he gave us one another and Yeah. But, oh no, I mean, yeah, I'm not discounting it, but it's about what the major is. It's not the yeah, it's not the major. Um and uh so I mean, and that reliance is good. I mean, right? You were talking about the, the other day about something about a, a, an older lady that you know the COVID said, "Well, I got Jesus." And this is like again, God was like, "Yep, see, don't worry so much that nobody calls you or this or that. You know, depend on me and stuff." And so, yeah, I mean, and what the thing. I mean, this verse in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, it says, For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? And so, yeah, I'm not here. I hope nobody takes that I'm here like, oh, look at me. It's like, yeah, look at me. I have nothing. <laughs> and God's doing something. Yeah. So we all, you know. And he's teaching me, and he's loving me, and he's shaping me on the anvil with his care because he wants me to be like him. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I have nothing to bring to this, just like the gospel. I All I can say is yes and, you know, help me, God. Help me do this. Yeah, so we're talking obviously about a specific uh, context or situation, but these are general gospel principles that we're talking about, and it's that, well, that love is death. Yes. Right? That um, Love that is a choice, but more than a choice. Okay, tell me. Tell me more. Well, I have to choose okay. to love. Uh, especially when like, I don't feel like it. Okay. Yeah, that's the fight for joy. We're like, you're not, you're not there. Yes. Oh, yeah. At best, ideally, this would be a, you know, you just be filled with the spirit. You know, yeah. Like, no, but... I see the beauty of it. I see the beauty <laughs> of serving her and doing it all the time. No. Uh, but I don't. Right. But there's times I do, and it's wonderful, right? When the shadow is less than the shadow, and yeah, God lets you feel that. Feel his presence and his love as you give her love. I mean, beautiful. It's wonderful. So, yeah, but it's a choice. I mean, when you don't, you have to, you know, you have to choose to love. I, I will choose to love. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's good. Like I said, I think that applies to a lot of yeah. Like, again, this is just this is Greg's particular uh, calling, which you may have at some point in your life, or may have already had some of you. But again, this is a general principles that apply to life in general, right? To caring for the vulnerable, but also for one another. I mean, for goodness' sake, in the church, like love one another. Well, I don't feel that affection. Okay, walk into that context. Do the loving thing and ask God's spirit to meet you there. Yes. Like, and yeah, that's a, that's just yeah. You're right. That's the foundational principle for most things. Is doing that, like knowing He wants you to do it, 
stepping out and doing it and he'll meet you there. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Hmm. He'll meet you there. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I mean, I don't know that I have any other key hmm. questions about this. Any other things, Greg, that you want to? No, no, I mean, no, I, I mean, I, you want me to share? Yeah. I mean, I've tried, but, I've shared, tried to be genuine about what's going on and who I, you know, what I'm trying to do and why I'm doing it. And, yeah. So there's a couple of reasons. One, because as I've talked to you about it, I've been like, wow, just really, uh, well, as hard as it is to, yeah, I see, I basically, I see the gravity and gladness there. And I thought, man, it'd be benefit for others to see this as well. Um, but also because of the very nature of what you're doing hides you away. You know, and so it's like, man, it's hard for people to yeah. catch that story and see and hear about what God's doing. So we want to platform that and say, hey, was, come yeah. out of the shadows here for a minute, Greg. And That was one of the interesting things about COVID year here. Mm. At the beginning, people are like, how horrible it was. It's like, we have to Zoom meet and do this. And I was like, uh, this is kind of great. <laughs> I'm more included now. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Interesting. So I had a different, a little different. I was like, "Hey, this is kind of good." Uh, now we're having, you know, some Facebook for small group, or sure, uh, there's more at church that's, you know, can meet on the phone. I don't have to, you know, find a caregiver or not be able to go. Finance meeting. Finance meeting. Isn't that great? Yeah, I can do finance, finance meeting by great. Zoom. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it was weird. I had a kind of slightly different perspective. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is kind of, it's kind of been a plus. Hmm. Yeah. But not a plus. Praise God COVID. for COVID. Yeah. No, but a plus <laughs> that you know, all these Zoom things yeah, and yeah, we yeah. doing more online, it was, a, you know, that was a positive. And, and from, from me, I know, and I, I, I totally get, I'm the vast minority <laughs> on that. Sure. And I don't wish that it goes on for everybody else because you know I'm just saying it's just a it's just a weird sure you know part of the you know thing is like oh it was kind of a positive for me in some ways so from the Zoom's perspective and things yeah did you buy any Zoom stock no man I know I looked that I wish one, I wish I seen that coming yeah you know that in Jan I'd never even heard of Zoom I hadn't either. And how did it become the dominant? Suddenly everyone's zooming. Like, I don't know. what's going on? Somebody, somebody moved out of a probably small apartment. I bet it was Bill Gates. <laughs> I doubt. No, no. Listen, here's the here's what happened. <laughs> Bill Gates manufactured the coronavirus so that he could sell Zoom. Yeah. Well, yeah. We all we all know he did. Yeah. So there it is. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> so good. And again, some of this is is repeat for me, but it's also fresh. And uh, so thanks for doing that, Greg. And. All right. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah. And pray for Greg and pray for yes. the whole church, for goodness sake. And be nice to one another. Be kind and tenderhearted um, because yeah, we're, we're all. Not. What's that? Yeah. yeah. We're not. Yeah. And I, you know, social media and I, I've got, you know, in this COVID and having to watch. I mean, because I watch social media. Social media is my window to the what everybody else is doing because right. I'm not there. And so, you know, and that has I mean, its own problem. I, I, it has its own problems. I've been caught up with that, especially with the election. And I've, I've sinned against some people, and I've had to go and ask their forgiveness from that. 
because you know I'm a evil re- Republican. So. <laughs> yeah, we gotta repent of that. That's why it starts <laughs> with the same three letters. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Well, it's, it's just not funny. <laughs> so, good. All right. Well, Greg, thank you again, and uh, glad you got the afternoon off and able to do this or the day off. You're on vacation. Yep. It's your Christmas break. Well, yep. is Collins just shut down? No, is this their shutdown? No, they haven't. I'm, They're going to do that? I still have vacation. I still, it's, you know, I have vacation still to use this year. So. Okay. They're going to do the shutdown? Is that usual? Yeah. Like the week yeah, of Christmas? Yeah, uh, Starts the uh, 24th, 24th through the new year. So yeah. To the 4th is the shutdown. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, um, I'm going to be traveling myself here a little bit for Christmas. So... Well, I'm not supposed to travel? Well, well, that's right. I'm that's traveling right. from the living room to the dining room. <laughs> <laughs> and back. You're going to the hotbed. You're going to the hotbed Ohio? states. Ohio. Is it? Well, the wine. Yeah, that's what I read. Because I have a, you know, that's from, I'm from Ohio. Yeah. And so I have a lot of friends from high school and stuff that are in, on my thing. And so I get a lot of people from Ohio posting stuff about, you know, their their governor and the decisions he's making and yeah you know stuff like that so it sounds like well i'm gonna go see my family put it that way you should so there it is all right folks um yeah well by the time they hear this it might be past christmas so hope you had a great christmas (laughs) see ya